in particular i hope you had a great weekend uh, it might not be the weekend that you opted for but i mean we are alive and healthy this is darling clinic certified camille is my name on the 25th day of april 2020 the world marked world malaria day but due to the coronavirus pandemic not much attention was paid to that a new report uh, published by the who predicts that malaria deaths on the continent that's in africa may jump from a projected 386,000 to 769,000 as campaigns to fight malaria are interrupted by the coronavirus. So it's important that we do not turn back the clock. According to the WHO Regional Director for Africa, we should not turn back the clock because if we do, we might be able to set back like the efforts we've been making to end malaria by 2030 will be set back by 20 years. And this is why it's important for us to have this conversation on Darling Clinic this morning. We will be celebrating World Malaria. They will be looking at malaria and COVID-19. If you've treated malaria recently, what was it like? Did you talk to a health professional? Did you treat yourself? Did you? What did you do? We'll be having all of those conversations on Darling Clinic this morning. And you know, we like to get updates to find out what is happening. And you know that Imo State has recorded uh, its uh, index uh, case, recorded its index case on uh, on Saturday by 11:55 p.m. The NCDC announced that. So we're going to uh, get an update, just a just a brief update of what is happening so far from a member of the Imo State COVID-19 Task Force, Dr. Dunga. Dr. Dunga Excel Kingsley he is also the president of Medical Lab Scientist Association, Imo State Chapter. So let's connect to Dr. Dunga. Good morning. Good 
morning, Dr. Dunga. Good morning. Yeah, good to have you on Darling Clinic. How's it going today? Very fine. Okay. All right, so Dr. Dunga, Imo State uh, has recorded uh, recorded its uh, index case on Saturday. Can you give us an update so far? Well, um, the truth of the matter is that uh, Imo State has recorded a case. And uh, what it is that people should be more open about, more careful, and try to obey the rules and the regulations we have stipulated. However, the patient or the case now is currently receiving treatment at the treatment center. And also, contact tracing has been done. And people that uh, came in contact with that uh, we have been able to trace, they have been isolated, and their samples have also been collected for uh, possible testing. Okay, so this patient um, is currently at FMC receiving treatment? Yes, there's a treatment center there where he's receiving treatment at the moment. Okay, so I, I do know that this treatment center has four beds. Why was the patient not taken to the, the EOC center that the... Uh, state had processed that's the isolation center at um at Amako here Wodi. Okay, maybe this will give me an opportunity to try to explain to people that um you don't mix orange and apples. The treatment center and the center are not the same thing. Now let me give you a scenario, a picture I'll try to explain. If somebody's under isolation, it means you want to observe that person. But adventure he came in from abroad or it's a contact and they want to know whether the time this sample has been taken the person will come down with the COVID-19 symptoms, present the results. And you see a person who has been tested positive, who is a known COVID patient, and you're treating the person at the same place. If the person that has isolated might turn out to test negative, then the person that is taking treatment with positive might in turn infect that person. So treatment center and assessment center are not the same thing. They are two different things. Okay, so the treatment center, the only treatment center we have is uh, the one at FMC aware. It's not only treatment center. We have various zones. We have various areas. If, for instance, somebody tests positive in Ono, they don't expect us to bring the person to worry. There's also a replicate of this at Ono, at Mbise, at Umaguma. Wherever we have an association, there's an adjoining treatment center to that place. Okay, so how will, the, um, looking at the, the population of people in Owere, and uh, the one at FMC only has uh, four beds, how is that going to take, let's say we have uh, five more cases uh, that test positive this week in the city of Owere, uh, how are they going to be catered for? In the first place, your information is wrong, you goofed. The one in FMC does not have four beds. Check your records again, it's not, it's not four beds. That's the record I have, Dr. Dunga. Uh, the person that gave you the record is not correct. So how many does it have? Uh, without playing politics, I think we have about eight beds there. So if we have about eight beds, is eight, uh, uh, from the information that you have, are eight beds enough for the entire Imolites? Like it's the ones enough. living in nowhere? It's not enough. That's the reason why, as the case, or as the date go, go, go by, we keep on improving on our facilities. Like I told you, no matter where you are, the place come forward. We have other treatment centers that we have set up, and as I speak with you, more activity set up. Some of us are not praying for an explosion, but I believe that the government, the task force, the Ministry of Health, they are up to this. They have what it takes to curtail whatever it will be. Even though we are praying that uh, it shouldn't uh, go out of hand. Yeah, that's 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 what we are all praying for. Okay, so you mentioned that uh, that contact tracing has uh, started. All right, so um, how many contacts have been traced so far from the index case? 
Well, um, I wouldn't be able to give you the accurate, accurate figures now because uh, I'm not the surveillance and the clinical management. But maybe having raised this case now, we'll get the the people in surveillance, uh, the, the epidemiologist, uh, the director of public health, Dr. Austin Okeji, to answer this your question. Mm. Okay, so but you said that contact tracing us, that some people have been traced and their samples have uh, been collected. Yes. How many samples have been collected? That's something I won't be able to tell you on air now, but I know that, that after the last time, about 25 uh, samples have been collected. If I give you a figure that was yesterday or the first day, and uh, maybe I'm not, uh, at, uh, at, uh, I'm not on speed with the current what has happened this morning when I was away, I might be giving you a wrong uh, notation or a wrong uh, figure. Okay. So let's leave it at that. Let's just say that. Uh, Tracing is ongoing and samples are being collected. Maybe by the end of the day or by tomorrow morning, the the, the great areas will be tidied up. We want to give you a ball pack figure. From the, yeah, from the information I have, I'm hearing that uh, uh, that uh, the surveillance team have the response team haven't really been funded to move around, you know, to continue this contact tracing. How true is that? It's not true. Like I said, those in the task force are more or less like an operational body. We come up with blueprints. And advice that those that execute are put in the Ministry of Health. So, anybody, I mean, we don't play politics with something of this magnitude. Anybody who will say that uh, it is not being funded, it's not even political. The governor is a person who knows what the problem is all about, and he wouldn't want people of the state to uh, spread this constructive way that uh, all of us can die in one day. So, I'm sure and I know that the is funded adequately and they are working. Okay, so um, lastly, uh, this isolation center, the one um, that was uh, uh, commissioned, the world-class isolation center in Imo State, how many beds does it contain and uh, do, does it currently have staff who would, uh, you know, monitor the people who whom are in isolation at the moment? I didn't get your question very well, my dear. The isolation, the world-class isolation center that we have, the one that was commissioned uh, at Amako here, right? I'm asking, yeah. how many beds does it have? How many, how many uh, persons can it take? How many persons who are put on isolation can it take? And does that center have, does that center have staff to take care of the the persons who are isolated and are being monitored? Of course, now you don't build a house and allow the house to grow fallow. Right from the time the state of uh, modern Center was commissioned, the people were recruited, trained by the NCDC. Who are there? You're a journalist. You might take that time and go there. You see people. They are not seeing that doctors, the medical scientists who have been trained to man that center. Talking about the beds. At the time the place was commissioned, we had about 46 beds, but more beds have been brought. And you also know that we also have uh, another set of art association center at Olu that has about 100 beds. This year has been cut across all the zones and all the areas. 100 beds in Olu. Okay, finally, Dr. Dunga, thank you for most of the updates. Uh, um, uh, finally, uh, we want to know. We want to know. Um, okay, how many tests? How many tests would the te- would the number of samples taken out of the states be increased? Now, how many samples are you taking out of the states? After this morning, we're still up. You had the governor's broker. It wasn't a missing words. We have tested additional 500 persons in the last four days. 400 persons. Yes. So that means you are taking how many samples out a day? Uh, before now, when we were still um, trying to build up the cases that were reported and investigated, all the cases that was reported, the samples were taken. All right. So I 
able to tell you the proper figure now, but I know that in the last four days we have tested about 500 persons. You've tested about 500 persons? Yeah, as part of the scaling up. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Dunga XL Kingsley, for this update. We'll continue to, you know, expect more, more updates from the committee um, as we now have uh, a case in Imo State. Thank you so much. You're welcome. The conversation will continue on Darling Clinic. You've gotten the, you know, the updates from a member of the Imo uh, State uh, COVID-19 Task Force on what is happening. You'll have your answers. We're going to ask more questions, uh, more questions, really, uh, especially about uh, the, the treatment center. Are we, are we capable of treating uh, patients when they come down with COVID-19 here in Imosis? We'll get more answers, but you need what you need to do what you have to do as a citizen to be responsible and to protect yourself. We'll be connecting uh, shortly to Dr. Keshri Marque. Uh, she is she is a humanitarian and a public health advocate in Abuja. So we'll be having this conversation around malaria and COVID-19. So stay with us. I am Dr. E.D. D.K. Victor Kichuku. J.N. Ogunga. Chika Okoro. I am a public health specialist. Dr. E.D. Consultant gynecologist. D.K. Victor Kichuku. I'm a doctor. I'm a health worker. J.N. Ogunga. A psychiatrist. As you are all aware, we are in a pandemic caused by the coronavirus. Remember to protect yourself and protect your neighbor. Wash your hands with running water and soap. This is a new virus with not much known about its behavior. So as it moves around the world, it evolves, acquiring new characteristics, changing to various different strains, and in some cases, growing stronger. This COVID-19 pandemic is affecting us all one way or the other. So take care of your mental health by thinking positively. We, the healthcare workers, are there to assist as much as we can. Staying connected virtually to others, exercise daily, maintain good diets and have at least six to eight hours of sleep every night remember if you're coughing or breathing fast report to the disease surveillance and notification officer at your local government headquarters however it will be difficult if the cases are too many at once help us to help you we are working hard to ensure that we defeat this coronavirus we enjoy you to stay safe we enjoy you to stay at home together we shall overcome this pandemic and sewing my own mask to protect you and I. I urge you to also take responsibility, improvise and produce your own mask. Wear a mask, protect me and I protect you. Wear a mask so that you can protect me and I protect you. A message from 107.3 Darling FM.
William Dr. E.D. D.K. Victor Kichuku. J.N. Ogunga. Chika Okoro, I am a public health specialist. Dr. E.D. Consultant gynecologist. D.K. Victor Kichuku, I'm a doctor, I'm a health worker. J.N. Ogunga, a psychiatrist. As you are all aware, we are in a pandemic caused by the coronavirus. Remember to protect yourself and protect your neighbor. Wash your hands with running water and soap. This is a new virus with not much known about its behavior. So as it moves around the world, it evolves, acquiring new characteristics, changing to various different strains, and in some cases, growing stronger. This COVID-19 pandemic is affecting us all one way or the other. So take care of your mental health by thinking positively. We, the healthcare workers, are there to assist as much as we can. Staying connected virtually to others, exercise daily, maintain good diets and have at least six to eight hours of sleep every night remember if you're coughing or breathing fast report to the disease surveillance and notification officer at your local government headquarters however it will be difficult if the cases are too many at once help us to help you we are working hard to ensure that we defeat this coronavirus we enjoy you to stay safe we enjoy you to stay at home together we shall overcome this pandemic. Clinic on 107.3 Darling FM, and uh, we're going to pay attention to malaria. We marked World Malaria Day on the 25th day of April 2020. And uh, from inf- the information that I have in Zimbabwe, malaria so far has claimed the lives of at least 152 people recently since uh, the coronavirus pandemic. So, authorities in Zimbabwe on Friday said that malaria cases had increased nearly 50%. While they had only 29 coronavirus uh, cases and uh, just a few, let me see how many number of deaths reported, and four deaths reported so far. So that means they have uh, more people who have died of malaria than even uh, uh, coronavirus. And that's why we're having the conversation this morning. Let us not, you know remove our attention from some of these things that we suffer every day and end up losing people uh, from them. So we're going to connect live with Dr. Katherine Makwe. She is a humanitarian and a public health advocate and we're connecting to her live from Abuja. Good morning, Dr. Katherine. Good morning. <laughs> Good to have you on Darling Clinic today. Thank you. Uh, hope you people are doing okay in Abuja. Doing well. All right. Okay. So um, I I just read a report that in Zimbabwe, uh, the number of malaria cases have increased so increased so far, and the number of deaths are even more than the number of deaths due to COVID nineteen. Right. So why is it important for us not to neglect malaria this period? Okay. Um, as we know, mosquitoes one of the most deadly animals on earth has its, um, it's attributed to so many diseases and top on the list is malaria. Malaria is, is, um, is a deadly one because a lot of uh, indicators or parameters around it has made sure that vulnerable and uh, poor communities with limited resources could die from malaria. Children could die from malaria. So 
with the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, a lot of um, attention has been drawn to the current situation, thereby uh, limiting the progress on the end um, on malaria activities as well. Okay. All right. So um, we're going to listen. Um, there's someone who had malaria recently, and uh, she's going to share her experience with us. What happened? You know, when she had these symptoms and went to the laboratory to get tested. How was she received by the health worker? Is it is this going to you know be what we're going to start experiencing from now? Because if you check the symptoms. Uh, some of the symptoms like fever and chills, it's it's almost uh, common. So we're trying to connect uh, with her. It's not connecting. But the symptoms of malaria, like some of the symptoms are uh, a bit similar. So is this going to be some sort of an issue? Um, the, both of them are both febrile illnesses. So it's going to um, have uh, challenges uh, around the diagnosis. Uh, malaria comes with uh, fever, lethargy. Uh, body pains, aches, uh, and so it's, um, those symptoms tend to appear in some COVID patients as well. But um, COVID is more directed towards um, the respiratory system, so you have more of um, running nose, cough coming after days, and then you you also have um, uh, um, um, the sharpness of breath. However, a lot of febrile illness will also be. Um, questioned if it's COVID because of the the spread of COVID at the whole moment. This or nothing is known about COVID and it has um, it will actually affect other diseases, not just malaria. You have other diseases being affected just because of COVID. Mm. Well. Okay, so um, we were not, we are not able to connect to this person yet. So, but her story is that she, you know, when she felt feverish and uh, she went to the to the lab, and the moment she got to the lab, they screamed, "What? Okay, stay over there, stay over there first. You, you understand, right? Uh, stay over there. They, it took a while before you know they were able to you know come close to her." And then uh, they had to protect themselves. They collected the sample, uh, got it tested, and then uh, gave her the, the prescription. Then she got her prescription for uh, malaria. But she said she had to go to, like, she had to go get tested because normally she would, she would just, you know how Nigerians are. Nigerians like to treat themselves when it comes to malaria. You just know the symptoms that you know. You know, I know my own malaria symptoms. That's what they would usually say. So when they notice these symptoms, they just go ahead and treat themselves. But she had to go and check because of, you know, what we are battling now, which is uh, the coronavirus pandemic, to be sure that uh, she's not treating, she doesn't start treating uh, someone else. So let's connect with her. Hello, Chinonso. Hi, Camilla. Hi, good morning. You're welcome to Darling Clinic. <laughs> We've been trying to connect with you. Please, can you share with us exactly what happened uh, to you when uh, you you felt you had fever? Okay, yes. Um, I walked into a laboratory to get myself tested for malaria. And once I walked in, I just had to tell the lab attendants, I was like, I'm having symptoms. They didn't even allow me land. The first thing they said was, what symptoms are you having? What symptoms are you having? And I was terrified. Like, everybody is afraid of anything. So it took a while for them to get relaxed with my blood sample because, you know, basically at some point, your symptoms are almost similar to COVID-19. So everybody will think that's what you have. 
So that's actually what happened. So it took a while for them to take my blood sample. And to be honest with you, everybody was afraid of me. I was having, I had high temperature and um, I was having night fever, so it affected my lips as well. Okay. So having blisters on the lips. Yes. All right. That's what happened. And I also think that, you know, most people might be treated that way when they go to laboratories or even hospitals to get themselves checked of what's happening to them. All right, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Chinoso. You're welcome. All right. So that, uh, Doc, were you able to get, did you hear that? Um, I couldn't hear that because it wasn't um, quite clear. It wasn't quite clear, okay. You know, just like I narrated initially, they had to scream, like, stop, stop, stop there. You know, what are your symptoms? It took a while. You now people were, you know, afraid of her. And these are supposedly health workers, right? So, um... Why, why, why must this happen? Like, is that a proper way to treat anyone who reports to maybe a lab or goes to a hospital? It's not even advice to go to a hospital at this period. But anyone who, you know, goes to a health center, is that the way to be treated? Uh, um, um, unfortunately, that happened. Um, but uh, as much as possible, it is important to triage patients, whether you go to a lab, a facility, or a healthcare. Now more than ever. Uh, it's important to do certain risk-based um, approaches to infection prevention control in the um, health facilities because anyone could be COVID on COVID. And although their reaction was a, a bit about to rate or pushed to the left, um, it is quite important that they also protect themselves. So I understand from the health worker on the approach with a bit more um, but it's necessary. Every patient is a suspected COVID or to proven otherwise. However, it has to be with a risk approach from a distance. Who is this patient? What is your challenge? So healthcare worker can determine what kind of um, uh, what kind of uh, protective equipment do I put on? Okay? Should I put on uh, a shield, a face shield, what uh, what kind of uh, um, do I put on an apron or PP, uh, a full clothed um, PPE? So I think those are their initial um, consideration when she approached with fever. However, the approach could be better if um, well planned. Hmm. What, what is what is the risk of uh, you know a self diagnosis of malaria and treating in this period? So uh, it's a lot of risk because. As we know, we are getting to an age where antibiotics might not work anymore. Antimicrobial resistance is on the high. So as much as possible, you have to get tested before you get treated. Um, that also follows. We are also rapid diagnosis tests for malaria. So uh, anyone could pick it up, buy it up, try to do the tests at home. If positive, you take the anti-malaria as well. So I think um, um, the government and a lot of um, international organizations have made that available in certain states and locations. So the rapid diagnosis, which is the RDP for malaria, can be used to diagnose yourself at home. So it's a home-based um, investigation to know whether you have malaria, so you can take the appropriate medication. Mm. Most people are, are stuck at home this period, and uh, most of them also have children. They can't, they can't go to the hospitals this period. So what, what should they do? when uh, they notice that their children or they themselves are they are coming down with symptoms of malaria how do they take care of themselves 
So um, I think now the forerun of COVID, COVID has also tried a lot of robust health systems. So Nigeria is not the only country affected by the uh, presence of COVID. However, it also shows where weaknesses are and where we can rely on strength. Um, one of them is telemedicine. Telemedicine can be used in several different ways. It's not quite um, advanced uh, in Nigeria, but it is there, where people can use their phone, connect to a doctor, and get across to um, a doctor to get information and direction to what might be the cause of illness and get appropriate um, 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 advice. Okay. Yeah, fast getting to the house and hospitals. Then it can also cause the exposure of patients to the to um, um, hospitals because then hospitals are where most COVID cases would go to. So you, you restrict most of your activities to there, and then and then you get uh, your adequate um, um, treatment. All right. Uh, so However, as everyone has known, and according to the NCDC protocol, you're supposed to call NCDC once you have shown symptoms that are related to the, the list the, the NCDC has uh, shared, just to help them curtail movement of suspected, uh, suspected COVID patients. All right. Thank you. It's a good thing that uh, here in FM, uh, in Owerri, FMC Owerri released uh, a list of numbers of consultants and, you know, from different departments that uh, people can call you know, when they have some symptoms or they have questions regarding their health. Maybe we'll give out some of those numbers before the end of the show. Well, I'm going to take some comments from our social media platforms. Remember, you can be a part of the show when you send us messages or comment on our posts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DarlingFM1073. You can also call the phone number 0815-050-1073 to ask your question. 0815-050-1073. So on Facebook, we asked you, Ah, during this pandemic, have you had symptoms of malaria? How were you able to treat it? Did you go for tests, self-medicate, or you visited the hospital? And here are some of the experiences shared on our Facebook platform. Chijin Du Ufoduru says, uh, no, which hospital <laughs> and which money to spend? I took my usual. I'm not going to read out the name of the drug he took. And uh, he, he said he took the drugs and then he got better. Beatrice B. Marcus says, I have not had such thing before because uh, no one is feeling headache again because of coronavirus. Uh, are we going to start experiencing uh, situations where people are denying their symptoms? You know how you have fever and you're telling yourself, uh, I don't think this thing is fever or, you know, <laughs> or this headache will just go. Are you there? Yeah, I yeah. am. Okay. Alright, Clinton Jisum uh says I'm feeling headaches since I've been feeling headaches since yesterday till now. Chris Kachi says Happy World Malaria Day. Last week I had uh, weakness all over my body and high fever and I was advised to take a malaria tablet a multivitamin with uh, okay, some other drugs by a nurse. Okay, that's that's a good thing. You you consulted someone uh, a health worker and uh, you got recommendation. All right, do call back zero eight one five zero five zero ten seventy three for your questions. So the theme for this year's World Malaria Day is Zero Malaria Begins 
with me, zero malaria stars with me. Uh, so, Dr. Catherine, what are some of the things that we, we as individuals can do to reduce the risk of, uh, you know, having malaria? But before you answer that, let's, let's see if we can take this call. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yes, welcome to Darling Clinic. What's your name? Good morning. My name is Emma from Ikedru. Emma from Ikedru. You're welcome to Darling yeah. Clinic. Go ahead with your question. How are you there, Megan? How are you contributing here? Maka malaria. Ngwano. No, 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 no. Okay, that's wrong. Uh, this is this is Darling Clinic. You're probably not listening to the right station, or you're calling the wrong station. You can call back if you're listening to the show and you have a question to to ask. So the next uh, comment from Comrade uh, Diwegu, I'll take that after Dr. Keshwin answers Dr. Uh, Keshwin answers our question on what we can do, you know, to uh, protect ourselves from malaria. Dr. Okay, Keshwin. Thank, mm-hmm. thank you very much. As you know, um, the rainy season is coming, so the malaria season is going to pick up very soon because uh, mosquitoes love um, damp, stagnant water to breed. But very important is to know that um, to prevent malaria, to avoid having malaria, you have to, to avoid getting bitten by the mosquitoes. They are not for this mosquitoes. So if you, you don't get bitten by mosquitoes, it's unlikely uh, you reduce the risk of having malaria with you. So what are ways to prevent yourself from getting bitten by um, uh, mosquitoes? It, it's first and foremost, is to uh, make sure your environment is clean, avoid stagnant uh, water, are brown. This is very it's a community event because now communities come to form what happens within your location. That way it could also help. Another thing is to prevent the bites. So um, as much as possible you could have screened rooms, well screened rooms. So you have a, a mosquito net within the house. Um, on the windows, the doors, just to avoid the mosquitoes from creeping in. As well that's a way uh, mechanical um, prevention to get the mosquito away. Another one is to um, sleep under insecticide-treated nets. This is something that the country has been pushing forward, ITNs. Um, this also prevents for pregnant and women and children, which are the most vulnerable amongst all populations, to sleep under ITNs, um, insecticide-treated nets. For some other people, you have to wear long outfits because the mosquitoes uh, enjoy biting exposed areas. So if your body is not exposed, most unlikely that the mosquito will find their way to you. So try to cover yourself as much. Knowing that the mosquitoes love the evenings and very early hours. So they enjoy the night, the late evenings and early hours. So those periods you can cover up more than you used to. Um, you can also go to insect repellent. So there are a lot of uh, mosquito repellent cream or sprays that you can spray when you when you are sitting outside the house late evening just to have a fresh air just because now the lockdown makes you stay a source indoors and that will also lead to depressive thoughts so you can sit down outside so at that point you can use um, your spray to repel the mosquito um, for some people those who can afford the fan or the air condition it's been noticed that most mosquitoes get lazy when the environment is really cold they get lazy to fly 
So if you have air conditions on, you, you, you tend to see that the mosquitoes don't buzz around because they're already too lazy to fly under a very cold environment. These are very important things. All right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. We're listening. So those, those are very important things. So sleep in mosquito nets, avoid them as much as possible. And then um, don't over... Um, don't leave the doors open all the time. And even if they're open, I, I try to have your screen doors that the mosquitoes and the insect nets on your windows and your doors to avoid the mosquitoes from creeping in as well. Oh, these mosquitoes, so mm, they seem to be quarantining with us. You know, <laughs> you know, you go in, they are in with you, they are chilling. You know, you think you, you use the insecticides and then you come back in and they are welcoming you back. Oh, we've missed you. <laughs> so it's almost like some of the insecticides uh, do not work now or the, the mosquitoes are mutating, right? And, uh, you know, so some of some of the, the insecticides do not work on them an, anymore. So I, I totally agree with your insecticide-treated nets. But there's also a question you know, I remember uh, a colleague got insecticide-treated nets and uh, he had to spread it out because he said it was meant to whether air dry or sun dry it. And then another person was telling him, no, you have to wash it first before you you air dry and then before you use it. If not, when you use it, uh, some, some, some way it affects your skin and then you, your body starts itching. So I would want you to clarify on the show, when you get an insecticide-treated net, how do you use it? What's the first thing you do? I think the first thing you should do is to spray it outside. Now, the, the quantity of the insecticide in it is very high because of the lifespan you want the mosquitoes. So what you do, you air it out for a minimum uh, 24 hours. It's just to reduce the quantity of the insecticide so you don't have the skin ash on you as well. Okay, so you you don't necessarily need to to wash it. You just... just, Yes. Okay, thank you so much for clarifying that. On Facebook still, Comrade Diwegu is saying, Good morning, certified Camille. Good morning, the doctor. My wonder is this, right? Does malaria have connotation with coronavirus? Is it also a symptom slash characteristic of coronavirus? So, um, I, I know often in Nigeria, when people say I have malaria, it means they have fever, mm-hmm. not actually malaria. The other causes of fever apart from malaria, apart from typhoid fever, there are several causes of fever. And, and once you have fever, um, it's the same thing you have in malaria, you also have fever illness in natural fever. After fever is fever. The COVID, you have fever. So all those things, fever is uh, connecting uh, symptoms around them. You also have malaise and tiredness. But specifically for COVID, is that you develop respiratory symptoms, cough. You are likely to have cough if you have just malaria. Okay? Except you have upper respiratory tract infection. You are likely to have shortness of breath in malaria. But in COVID, it is. Okay, so those are the two separating factors. Malaria is unlikely to give you um, respiratory symptoms. It's more likely, uh, except it's very severe malaria. Uh-huh. Once you get there, you should have also be thinking. And it's very severe malaria is seen in, uh, in, 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 in children and then people who are non-immune to malaria. Okay, um, I want to ask, symptoms of malaria, right? Uh, do, do they differ from person to person? So it, it, it differs um, 
generally depending on um, your body system, but they are almost the same way. The expression of the symptoms might be different. Okay? So for a very non-immune person or children, you can have very severe forms of malaria. You can have convulsion, you can have renal failure, you can have respiratory challenges, you can have all sorts of things. These are very, these, when you see that in children, we think of severe malaria. But it's unlikely to have severe malaria in an adult, except that adult is non-immune. For people living in an endemic region like Nigeria, when you see an adult having those kind of symptoms, you query, this might not be malaria, this is something else. Okay, and that pushes you to think of other causes of fever. As I said, malaria is not the only cause of fever. There are several long list causes of fever. When you start from the head to the toe, and then now the new coronavirus, then that's what it is. Mm. Well, okay. People can have malaria, and all they have is headache. And the next person you have malaria is the person is lethargic and tired, weak, my bones, and that person my mouth is bitter. But all these are just show signs of fever, signs of um, a, a more systemic fever cause. All right. Um. Uh, thank you so much. But before uh, we let you go, Doc, uh, can you also, yeah, can you highlight uh, the importance, um, how important it is for you know government to not neglect uh, malaria as we are also you know fighting COVID nineteen. Okay. So um, it's very very important. Malaria is a life threatening disease caused by the parasite. Uh, that are transmitted to people through bites of infected human anopheles mosquito. The most important thing is that it's preventable and curable. Um, it's, it's, we know that it's in, in two years ago, 2018, it's estimated that 228 million people uh, have malaria worldwide. And among children, this is a, a top cause of mortality or death among children and um, um, vulnerable women. So this is very important that we cannot neglect it in COVID because we can't have concomitant death. The reasons why this might happen is that people are likely to go home to health facilities, they don't have access to doctors, don't have access to um, um, drugs. Another cause is um, no one is working, so income coming in cannot also purchase drugs as well. So that fear of being unable to purchase um, or access healthcare is also a challenge. So, um, I pray the government looks at that in a, in a way of balance to know how to respond to malaria despite the COVID-19 um, outbreak. Thank you so much. That's just the perfect place to end the conversation. Thank you so much, Dr. Keshreen Makwe, for joining us on Darling Clinic uh, this morning. Uh, we appreciate you as a frontline worker, you know, putting yourself out there while we are staying at home to protect us from COVID-19. We appreciate it. From here, Darling, Darling Clinic, the team on Darling Clinic, and also Darling FM family here in the city of Oware, appreciate you and what you do. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. All right. Have a great day. All right, and that was uh, Dr. Kashrim Makwe. She is a humanitarian and a public health expert. Uh, thank you for sharing all of that with us on Darling Clinic. The conversation continues shortly. You will get some of the numbers that you can call for teleconsultation, you know, especially if you're here in the city of Aware, there are numbers that FMC Aware uh, release so that we can call these numbers when we do not feel fine. Uh, stay with us. This is Darling Clinic. Thank you.
The new BBC News World Service app makes listening to your favorite programs on your phone even easier. And for times when you can't use Wi-Fi or data to listen, just hit the call to listen button in the middle of the screen. This is the BBC World Service. Call to listen is only available in selected territories. For dial-up news services, standard geographic mobile charges will apply. Please check with your provider for exact cost before calling. Download the new BBC News World Service app from your usual store. Senior citizens, I am one of you. My name is Senator Eze Ajoko of Cost Rapid. To avoid coronavirus, I isolate myself from people, including my children and grandchildren. If I must go out, I wear a mask and distance myself from people up to six feet. I wash my hands regularly with soap for at least 15 seconds or use hand sanitizer. I drink hot water or tea, even ordinary water, all the time to ensure my throat is not dry at any time. I take my vitamin C and other drugs to help boost my immunity and eat healthy. I try to get good rest and sleep. I stay at home and I don't receive visitors for now. As a senior citizen, take these steps to be safe. If you notice symptoms, such difficulty breathing or fever please call NCDC's toll-free line immediately on 080-09-70-00-010 this message is brought to you by the coalition of societies for the rights of older persons in nigeria cost wrapping you shall encounter god you are coming out of the situation stronger you will dance there will be rejoicing Experience Church from Home with Hallelujah Pop-Up Channel. Watch sermons and worship services from your favorite pastors and the biggest churches in Niger. Showing on DSTV 198 and GoTV29. Download my DSTV or my GoTV app to manage your account and stay connected to the gospel on Hallelujah Channel. Day 6. And Mazi Kimifuna's fever won't break. He has managed to go about his daily routine, but hasn't managed to go to the primary health center in his community because he has no money. A fever lasting this long could mean anything. Could be an infectious disease, and now everyone could be at risk. Dear Philanthropist, Free medical outreaches in your rural communities are important, but sustaining access to healthcare is more important. Enroll your communities under the Emo State Health Insurance Scheme for just 12,000 naira a year. Call 0813-932-2999 for more inquiries. IMSHA for accessible, affordable, and quality healthcare. This message is brought to you by Everright Healthcare Foundation in partnership with the Emo State Health Insurance Agency. When you can afford the good life, you become... Hello, I beg how much to do bad day on the moon? Mister, no one's been to the moon for over 45 years. Yes, we go bring chairs and that, uh, what am I calling it? Disco lights. Is this a prank? Prank? No, I should fail. When you can afford it, you can live the good life. Just like nine mobiles quality data that just got more affordable. Get seven gigabytes for 1,500 naira, 15 gigabytes for 5,000 naira, and much more across other data plans. Dial star 200 star 3 star 1 hash. Nine mobile. Here for you. Here for Ninja. The new BBC News World Service app makes listening to your favorite programs on your phone even easier. And for times when you can't use Wi-Fi or data to listen, just hit the call to listen button in the middle of the screen. 
This is the BBC World Service. Call to listen is only available in selected territories. For dial-up news services, standard geographic mobile charges will apply. Please check with your provider for exact cost before calling. Download the new BBC News World Service app from your usual store. Uh-huh. Helen, if I share fabric, it's 17,500 naira. I'm expecting 750 people. How much would that be? One second, let me get my calculator. Mommy, it's 13 million, 125,000 naira. Wow, she's correct, oh. This is your daughter, eh? She's so smart. <laughs> How do you think her brother who won Cowbell PBR? <laughs> Cowbell Milk is fortified with Vitamin Plus B9 to help build great minds. Cowbell Milk is the proud sponsor of Cowbell PBR and the product of Promacidon Nigeria. Important that the government continues to invest in order for us to contain uh, malaria by 2030. 20, like have zero malaria. You know, where we have when we have a country where mosquitoes won't bite you, and uh, you start running to the pharmacy to say because mix or something, or going to the you know the lab to get tested uh, for malaria. We want a country where that is free of malaria, so that we will stop losing children and uh, our siblings and family members to malaria and that's the the importance of world malaria day which is marked every year on the 25th day of april zero malaria starts with you it starts with me it starts with keeping our environment clean uh it starts with us not keeping stagnant water it starts with us using insecticide treated nets it starts with us in our environment to make sure that the, our environment is not conducive for mosquitoes to breed. So quickly, I'll call out just uh, a few num- uh, a few numbers of few departments at FMC that you can call when um, when you feel sick. So the, for the children outpatients department, you can call the consultant on zero nine zero four five nine five five eight zero zero nine zero four five nine five five eight zero and for the medical outpatient clinic you can call zero eight one five eight nine four six two eight one for the rest of the departments we'll find a way to put it out there so that uh when you feel sick you just call and then they will determine whether you have to you know come to the hospital or not thank you so much for being a part of darling clinic today remember stay home stay safe wear a mask protect me and i'll protect you continue to wash your hands properly with soap under running water we all we all have to take responsibility certified Camille is my name thank you so much DJ Extreme for making sure the sound is good thank you as well DJ Paul for putting this out on social media at 12 o'clock our Pigeon English News Nigeria today will be up and at 12.30 it's the Man Crush Monday of the Fusion of the G's and Music Premiere <laughs>